Hey, everyone. Welcome to Shattering Ceilings. We're your hosts, Lauren and Megan. So if you're ready to get vulnerable, take off that mask and grow into the person you've always desired to be, we invite you to join us. We are creating a safe space for genuine connection and community where we can all grow together. Pull up a chair. Let's dig in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Shattering Ceilings. It's Lauren and Megan. And today we here, <laughs> we're here with a really big episode, guys. We actually just had to cut because I started crying. <laughs> Couldn't get my shit together. But we're here to talk about pain for purpose. It's something that we've said that we were going to share with you guys for a while. And it's mm-hmm. been recorded. This is now our third time because we really want to do this topic justice. It's so important. And I mm-hmm. think it's something that everybody in the whole world can relate to. We all have pain. If you're a human, if you are alive, you have pain, you have loss, you have grief, you have all of these things. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about that a little bit. Right. And our lovely Lauren has experienced some really big pain <laughs> in her life. Right. But I don't want this to be a comparison thing either, because I know that's something that I used to do. And I hate to admit that, but like, yeah, no, it's not about comparison. Mm-mm. I think you just have a really relevant story to right. share. Right. And I want to go into it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So you want me to dive in? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to, this is something that, you know, years ago, I probably wouldn't be so open about because I was ashamed, embarrassed. You know, I went through a lot with my mom. It was 10 years of, she battled alcoholism and unfortunately she passed away due to it. And during that time, and we've talked about this before, I very much bullied my way through life and tried to detach myself from what was happening. And like that was kept separate in a different box. And because of that, it really, I kind of, I, I definitely kept my guard up a lot more than I do now. And, uh, you know, I look at, I look back and I, I was just saying this to you, like it has been a journey of healing. Like it didn't just, happen. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get to work on healing myself and we're going to be all better. Like we're now going on five years later and it's still a process. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I now look at it as, and again, this can be something that people, we also said this, you know, people hate to hear everything happens for a reason, you know, and this is our path. Like I know that's very much, and you may not like, I may have just ruffled a bunch of feathers still. (laughs) And I get that. I get that because it doesn't always make sense. And we say things like, why would God want this to happen? Or I don't believe that, you know, the universe would put me in pain like that. And at the same time, this is life and there is birth and there's loss, right? We have it all. And I do believe that my journey has been shaped heavily by what I've experienced through her and her life. And I now look at it as I want to honor her by sharing and holding space for people that may be going through similar things. And again, everybody's pain's different. Everybody goes through things differently and walks through it differently. But I recently heard, you know, using pain for purpose. And I really identified with that because, you know, when I think about years ago, I didn't feel qualified to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. And now, you know, again, I I recently heard, you know, what you go through qualifies you to help people that are in similar 
situations or similar pain, whatever it may be. Like you're qualified to help people that used to be like you. Right. Mm. And so that is really using pain for purpose, you know, and not just again, trying to bury it or run through it and not deal with it. Cause we often do that. Right. I mean, we all can say, I'm sure, right. Meg, we, we you've done oh, that. Yeah. I have done that. We know people oh, yeah. that do that. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And like, I mean, guys, I totally jumped the gun when we started recording this. <laughs> we were going to go through some things before I just <laughs> threw Lauren in there. It's okay. <laughs> I got nervous. But yeah, like it's, it can be difficult to understand why something's happening to you. Mm-hmm. And we're not always meant to understand why something's happening. Like I imagine Lauren, when your mom first passed, like no. you didn't think like, oh, this makes total sense. Like, yes, I'm going to grow and learn so much. It's going right. to help me be a better mother and a better leader. Like, no, not at all. Right. I was angry. I was angry, yeah. I was, but I was angry before that. I was angry for dealing with, for having to deal with what I was dealing with, to be honest with you. Right. So you're experiencing other pain that mm-hmm. at the time you couldn't understand why now how does like how does that help you be with people differently than you were before? Again, I think that, and I've said this, I think before in this podcast, or maybe it was one of the times that we tried to record this. You know, I very much dislike stigmas. I dislike mm. that we, as a society, have certain stigmas against certain things or people or whatever it may be, because we don't understand it, most likely because we haven't walked again, that journey. And for me, like, I think that's one reason why I'm, and you know this about, and if you know me, you know this about me, like I am like such a big people person, everyone feeling included. And I think it's because there were oftentimes where I felt like I was on the outside because I didn't have a good relationship really with my mom or what looked like a typical great relationship with my mom. You know what I mean? I didn't, I I didn't have that family that, you know, which we all know now is a bullshit lie, right? Like every family has dysfunction. Mine was just a little extra for a period of time, you know? So I just felt like an outsider in a lot of ways. And I think that's why, like, I'm such a, like, I want everyone to feel loved and like Mm -hmm. that they can share, you know what I mean? How they're feeling and not feel alone. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did you like start to move through that process? Like, in the depths mm-hmm. of your grief with your mom, mm-hmm. where, like, how did you get from that point of anger mm-hmm. and upset to finding like the purpose in the situation? So I am someone who can bully my way through things if I want to, and just put that headstrong. And I did that for a little while. You know, I, I am the oldest of my siblings. My, my dad very much relied on my mom. So like I was the person to take care of all the things that needed taken care of when she did pass. So, and it was holidays and I had a son. So like I had to put on that face. Right. But then I realized (laughs) as this is a theme in my life that I could either self-sabotage and numb myself out and stay where I was and stay stuck. And I, and let me back up to it. Like, Guys, I hope that we realize too that like we're not staying in one place, right? You're either moving forward and making some kind of progress, even if it's very small, or you're moving backwards. Like there is no standing still, right? Right. Because life keeps going. Life keeps going, right? So you're getting further and further from where you want to be. Yeah. So I had to realize, and it took me a little bit. It took me some self-sabotaging. You know, this wasn't an overnight thing. 
for sure. I mean, it really, I self-sabotaged a year later and then it kind of came to the point where I was like, okay, <laughs> like I can either keep going down this path and end up worse, or I need to do something different. Yeah. And it was actually, and again, I was angry and a lot of, for, I was angry at my mom mm. and I didn't understand that she was dealing with her own pain and she didn't know how to deal with it. And so this is how it showed up for her. And this is how she dealt quote unquote air quotes here with it. And I didn't have that. I don't know if I didn't have the emotional intelligence or capacity, or I just was like not seeing it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't see that, see it that way at the time. I just felt like she was selfish, you know, right. she's my well, it's hard. It's your parent. Right. right. We expect our parents to have it together as parents. Now our kids kind of <laughs> like, exactly so i was over a friend's house and her mom is a minister a pastor minister whatever you want to call it and she said to me lauren because i told her i was i said i was so i'm so angry and i don't know how to get rid of the anger because you know guys anger is consuming like when you're angry like it literally touches everything in your life like it shows up not just for you but like how you interact with people and like how you just in general like it just seems like the sky is falling all the time because you're just in a shit mood all the time and so it just you know makes everything spiral so anyway I said to her I was so angry and she said Lauren she's like you know how like when you make a business decision and you just flip a switch and I'm like yeah she's like that's what you need to do right now she's like you need to give your anger up to God and, and that might take you every day. It may take you every hour. It may take you every minute. She's like, but you have to keep surrendering that. It's not yours to keep. It's not yours to have. And I understood. Like, I just like, she related to business. I'm like, oh yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? I get that. Right. And that moment I have to say, Meg, it was like a miracle. And it probably was in a lot of ways. Like I released it. And I was then able to move forward in the healing process and the understanding process. It was more of having to understand and learn from my mom. Like she has taught me more lessons, (laughs) maybe more lessons since her passing than her being here. Probably not, but you know what I mean? Like just as much. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there, I tried the whole group counseling thing. I didn't like it. I liked it for like a time or two, <laughs> but I didn't go back after that. And I talked, you know, obviously to my truth tellers and, you know, started to like really actually work through it. Yeah. Read, listen to podcasts, you know, and again, I'm still like healing, but now I understand again, how I can turn that pain and really use it for understanding. I think understanding is like, right. Like probably one of the most you know, important things that I got out of it are the biggest thing, because if you can hold that space, like you were saying for people in times where they're experiencing pain, that's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a huge deal. And understanding like leads to grace, right. And leads to space for people to be human. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that like in that choice to let go of the anger, it opened up so much space for you Mm -hmm. actually to find the purpose in the grief that you were going through in the loss that you're experiencing. Yeah. And now that's turned into, I mean, I can say as your friend, like, I mean, you know, we've all got our shit. There's mm-hmm. some addiction in my family. And we had a conversation a few months ago where, I mean, I moved back to where all of my family lives and that's been, it's brought up a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, big and small. And I was trying to figure out how to deal with some things that I was going to be facing here, being around family 
that I could kind of just sweep under the rug because mm-hmm. I was 1300 miles away and I didn't have to think about it. You know, every few months there'd be a phone call or something where it was brought to my attention and I had to deal with my shit. But other than that, like mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm presently working through a lot of things and having to learn how to be with people differently and, you know, create boundaries, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> but yeah. you were a person, the point of me saying that is that you were a person that I knew that I could reach out to. I was having a night where I was like freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if I can do this, but we're art like Aaron has already moved. We are, we're going but I don't know if I can be around this person all the time. And I don't know how to be around this or how to deal with it. How do I bring it up? You know, like when it's family, it's it's hard to call other people out on their shit, no matter whether it's coming from a place of love or not. Mm -hmm. And I knew that you had gone through something similar with your mom and that I could count on you Mm -hmm. to be an open and unjudgmental space. Mm -hmm. So guys, like the reason for me sharing that is like, that's an example of how Lauren like shows up in the world. The world counts on her in that way now. Mm-hmm. And that's something like to hold when you're moving through particularly big tree T. I think we're probably not even going to get to the smaller, like daily things that you can work through, but like those big life-changing events mm-hmm. with you working through your shit, not only does it put you in a better place to be the person that you want to be and offer your gifts to the world. Cause those mm-hmm. dark points, those pain points, like all that does is give you like the opportunity and the reminder of like your fucking gift in the world. Something yeah. that is innately yours, no matter who you are, where you are, what's your experience, what you have to offer to this world and what the world counts on you for. And that. like, as terrible as it is that Lars' mom died, like that's fucking shitty. Nobody wants their parents to die when they're in their 20s. Like you were a baby, mm-hmm. a new mom, like all of these 31, things. 31, you know? but okay, 31. I'll give you that. Sorry, this is my 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a few years off yet. And yeah. now you guys know I can't do math. But you just didn't know how old it's cool. And you thought I was younger. I mean, I, I, mean, I'm yeah, gonna take I it. know how old you are now. I should five years, you know. But nobody wants that experience. Nobody right. wakes up in the morning thinking, like, let something huge happen to me yeah. so that I get to work through it and be a better version of myself. Right. But inevitably those situations come around mm-hmm. and they come around because you can handle them because it's part of life because it's going to propel you forward. Right. Or at least give you the opportunity right, to and, grow into somebody that you want to be. And it gives me the opportunity to heal generational trauma. Hell yeah. That I know my mom experienced trauma and I don't know because, you know, people are private or people have passed on, right. Generations before her. It's, it's giving me that chance to heal that. And maybe I'm the one, maybe the buck stops here. Maybe Bitch, you maybe- are the one you are like, <laughs> like, can we just talk about for real life? What's going on with you? Like you've brought it up before that you indulge a little too much when life gets stressful. And like, you've been sober for 39 days, like not, no drinks at all. Not that you were like, you know, right. an alcoholic by any means, but right. like when stress mm-hmm. hit you, you decided to do it differently. And that mm-hmm. is that hard. Mm-hmm. You have your experiences and you could handle them the same way that your mom did, but you're right. utilizing your experience with her and the pain that she went through and the way mm-hmm. that she, you know, took right. care of herself or was right. trying to take care of herself with the best way that she knew how. And I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you. I probably should have, <laughs> I should have tied that in because that's pretty <laughs> obvious. You're right. But even like, deeper, right? There's deep trauma there. And by me, like 
working to understand that. And although I never will, because I didn't, again, I didn't walk that path. So I'm not even right. And you don't have to understand Mm -hmm. it, but like, if I can heal me and again, we could go into, and I know you could totally like rip this up, you know, cause you're, you know, all this stuff, but you know, by me healing the trauma, I have now healed my mother. I've healed my daughter, right. The seven generations of trauma. And like, you're going to hear on our next episode, you know, Danielle up to 13, <laughs> like, I didn't even know yeah. that was like possible, but you know, and that's honoring her too. And, and I only hope that I can help more, of course, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, that's a big one. That's a big thing. We listened to a, an Ed Milet podcast. You sent me the episode. Mm-hmm. And he talked about his dad, who's an alcoholic. And I mean, we, we didn't mean for this to be the theme of the show today, but <laughs> it's okay. Cause it's that, yesterday you're going to be hearing this in October, but yesterday was September 14th, which is national sobriety day. So it's very right. relevant. It's very relevant. And he said something that just really struck me mm-hmm. that he is so grateful for his dad's alcoholism and you know, the experiences that he had as a child, which was very trauma heavy with his dad, because without all of that, without every single thing that we've gone through in our life, we could not be the person that we are. A hundred percent. And that's a thing that, again, it's not a popular opinion, may ruffle some feathers, but your journey is your journey for a reason. And you can do two things, right? You can, you know, take it, wallow in it, self-destruct, whatever, or stand still and not right. do a damn and repeat thing. repeat the cycle over and over again. Right. Or you can grow from it and learn from it and use it for good. Use it yeah. for good. And like, again, you could have some really shitty things happen, big T trauma things happen, but then maybe you go on to, st- to start a support group or it doesn't even have to be anything big like that or starting a business. Or whatever. It could be like just being able to be there for someone else who has experienced that or do the own work in yourself and heal again, generational right. trauma. Right. And like, think about how, so for anybody that's a parent out there, like, excuse me, to come back to Lauren's example, like you're now, cause you're, our, our kids see everything, mm-hmm. right? They see mm-hmm. when we get stressed out, they see our habits when we get stressed out. So there may be the potential for the connection. Like, Oh, when I feel overwhelmed, alcohol is going to make me feel. And now you're giving your kids a different example. Mm-hmm. So they know that there are other options mm-hmm. and there's openness for conversation and all these other things. Like when we talk about doing this, not only for yourself, but for the purpose of other people to be able to like affect other people's lives, mm-hmm. it does not have to be on a national platform or international platform. It doesn't right. have to be on a podcast. It doesn't have to be at work. It mm-hmm. can be within your own home and your mm-hmm. own relationships. Like every decision that we make is mm-hmm silly as this may sound, affects the trajectory of the rest of our life. Yeah. Even and the people in it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, absolutely. Everything yeah. has a domino effect. Right. Cause think about like, if you have a friend or your partner or something comes over and they're frustrated, how easy is it to get caught up in mm-hmm. that frustration? Mm-hmm. Whether you realize it's not even yours, like, or not, like, you find yourself frustrated later, or mm. you have a bad, you know, experience with that person, or it starts to fight, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. everything we do affects everybody else because there is no matter what this mm-hmm. universal energy that connects us all yes. and your shit radiates, mm-hmm. you know, but so does your goodness. Yes. So like, I think the, like something that's really important is like, how do you want to be in the world? It doesn't mean that just because you want to be it, that it's going to be easy to attain. Right. 
but like, what do you want to be? And how does doing life right now move you towards that person? Like help you show up as that person, whether it's a really small thing or something really huge. Do you want to be in the world? And from there, we get to work backwards to where we are currently and find the next step. And then so whether step, that's, go ahead, just, sorry. sorry. And the next step might just be like reflecting of like, yeah. who am I right now? What am I doing? Am I moving forward? Am I moving backwards? Yeah. How what do I, I need to feel better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what do I need? Right. Because it's not just about everybody else. It's about you. It starts with what you. What do I need? Healing starts with you. And, you know, like I know, obviously men and women listen to this podcast, you know, as women and men too, I shouldn't discount that, right? Like <laughs> they like to fix things. And so women what have to, and they want to show up for everybody, right? Women want to show up. And so, but it starts with you because you've heard the saying as cliche as it is, you cannot pour from an empty cup, right? Like yeah. healed people, heal people. Let me rephrase okay. that. Healing, Healing people. people heal people. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really important because we're never mm-hmm. fully healed. No, right? we're not. The pain of the loss of somebody that you love. Like, dude, mm-hmm. my grandma died December of 26, 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant with Beta in March. She's been gone for six years. I fucking miss that woman every single day. Mm-hmm. It, and being here, like the only reason why I was connected to Shreveport as a child was because my grandparents lived here. Mm -hmm. She was my best friend. Mm -hmm. Having to drive past her house almost every single day Mm -hmm. is hard experiencing things with my kids in this city and not having her there to be a part of the experience or be able to call her afterwards to say, oh my gosh, my kid just had his first soccer practice last night and it was awesome. I can't Mm -hmm. wait for you to see his game this weekend. So use that, right? Like the pain Mm -hmm. never goes away. The point of what I'm saying is the pain never goes away. Mm -hmm. It can just look different. So now like when I have those moments of like really missing her, instead of feeling shitty about it, thinking like, damn, like this is, it's such bullshit that she's not here. She was so young when she died. My grandparents were all so young when they died. Mm -hmm. Two things come up for me now. One, the next day is not fucking guaranteed. All of my grandparents also died like very quickly, right? You're here for a flicker. So what the fuck are we doing? Yes. What are you, Mm -hmm. and is what you're doing in alignment with who you want to be? Yes. Because if it's not, you're wasting your fucking time. I a hundred percent. That set me on fire yesterday or the, two days ago. I heard something similar, and I thought to myself, I better get freaking moving because, yeah, my mom is 53, 53, 53 or fifty four, fifty four, young, a baby, a baby. I mean, if that's I'm gonna be there in less than twenty years. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, that shit. Right. And like, how can we be better? Like, okay, that person's gone. So you're feeling the depths of that grief Mm -hmm. rather than getting caught in that hole. Mm -hmm. How can you be present with the people that are still here? And because they're going to be gone one day too. Right. We have babies. My kids Mm -hmm. are three and five. There is no fucking guarantee that they'll be here in even a year. So how many opportunities am I Mm -hmm. missing out on in being with them and experiencing life with them? If I am so caught up in my own shit. Mm -hmm that I'm not there. Right. You know? And the other thing too, Meg, you know, that you made me think of this, you know, when you talk about like pain and this can, doesn't have to be loss. It could be any kind of pain. Life mm-hmm. will surely be different. It doesn't mean that it has to be sad or worse or whatever. Like life is still going to be good if you make it that way. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, like it's about, and you, it's about what you make it. And it is cliche, but it's true. It is. It's true. And it starts with like, it starts with you. It all goes back to you. Yeah. 
So how are you caring for yourself? Mm-hmm. How are like whatever, let's bring this into some action stuff because mm-hmm. we're gonna cut this off for now and we'll mm-hmm. expand on it. So what's going on in your life right now, no matter how big or small, that's keeping you from being present and being the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So present with the people that you're are in life with you and moving towards the person that you want to be, who you mm-hmm. want to be counted on for or mm-hmm. what you want to be counted on for, right? Think of that thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a lot, pain points, because that's what it all comes down, down to. Like that's your driving force a lot of times. That's your opportunity, like you said, to grow. Right. So what is that thing? Mm-hmm. How can you shift the way that you're thinking about it right now in this moment, mm-hmm. even if it just lasts for the next two minutes mm-hmm. that can help you like to better step into the person that you want to be? Mm-hmm. Can you let go of it for a moment? that anger, that upset, whatever it is Mm -hmm. to be present with your child, to be present with your partner, to be present with your work, to be whatever it is. Mm -hmm. How can we do something differently? How can we use that pain for the purpose of growth? I love it. I can't wait to hear from you guys. I really, you know, we would love to, I love when we, you know, hear back from people after they listen and, you know, cause stories really are everything and getting feedback, you know, and hearing how you feel and what you've gone through. Like, don't ever think that's not important. It's so important. It's how we learn. It's how we connect. And I just want to encourage you to drop us a DM or slide into our DMs and share some things with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. What story do you want to tell? Give it to us. All right, guys. Until next time. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to our latest episode. We are looking forward to hearing from you. So reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram at Megs and Bacon, and we'll do the spelling in the show notes. And Laura, where can we find you? You can find me at Lauren underscore underscore Wheeler underscore underscore on Instagram, which we will also drop in the show notes. See you next time. Bye.